welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. Happy New Year, everybody. Six days late, but we're here. First episode of 2021 for the Six Again podcast. First episode of season two. Uh, we've got well, I've got my party shirt on, also a holiday shirt, so technically I'm still on holidays. And Jared looks like he's just still in need of a holiday or he's just come back from one. I'm not sure. But um, how was your new year, Jared? Did you make right, it? So my new year's day started with me cleaning the house. Excellent. And ended with me starting a new TV series and then watching it till 3 a.m. So I'm super excited in my new year's. Oh, married life. I'm not married. That's the ironic part. Oh, life with children. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, I I, uh, I got pretty hammered and played table tennis. And then uh, my mate's dad uh, decided to put on some Marilyn Manson corn and slipknot film clips till like two in the Jesus morning when we Christ. went to bed. It was pretty nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, more than I was expecting. But now that was my my new year. And to all our listeners and, and followers out there, I hope you had an enjoyable New Year's and you're all starting 2021 on the right foot. And hopefully this year is a better year for all of us. And hopefully we get some awesome rugby league kicking off um, in the NRL in just over, what, two months' time? Yep. March 11. So being January 6th, yeah, pretty much two months and a couple of days. It's going to sneak up on us, I have a feeling. It's going um, to be bloody quick. Yeah, I'm just going to crack a little beverage here. I can get the bloody... Oh, that sounds good. And uh, if any of you guys... See... Yeah. No, that's that just proves Adam's on holidays. No, no. What proves I'm on holidays is two days ago, uh, my daughter and I were watching Bluey and reading Asterix comics at 9.30 in the morning, and I was thirsty, so I got a beer. I was like, that's brilliant. That's holidays. But uh, anyway, oh. my wife surprised me with this carton just leading up to Chrissy. Uh, the good old Hornet Indian Pale Ale by Black Hops. Trying to put it up in the camera here, but virtual background. There we go. Uh, it's pretty hard for Black Hops to make a bad beer. They're a pretty solid brewery. So we'll have a link to them in our bio as well. So I'm going to sit here and enjoy this through the show. Um. For anyone who caught on our, I think I put it on Instagram actually, which has been a bit quiet. I'm going to ramp that up. I put some solid prep work into this show, Jared. I really did. Better than I did. True. Um, yeah. But that was out of your hands. No, I spent the last couple of days getting this stuff ready. So I thought I'd treat myself to a round of golf this afternoon. And I love that game. Really annoying, oh. but really satisfying when you hit a good shot. I've never played. Ever. Yeah, well, um, if there was ever an awkward silence between us, that was it. So for all those playing at home, I got through seven holes before a, a bad light stop play. Uh, it's 20 bucks after 3 p.m. That's why I was out there. Yeah, I played, <laughs> played seven holes, sitting at uh, six over. So I was pretty, pretty happy with that, considering I play like four times a year. Anyway, this is not a golf or holidays podcast. This is a rugby league podcast. Um, I am Adam. That is Jared. 
We are the host of Six Again. We're going into our second season, and this is our first episode. So that was a segment we're going to be calling Beers and Banter, um, giving you pointless updates on our lives and the beers that we're drinking. So into the Good. footy. Sorry, Jared? Oh, well, the, the, because everyone's here to listen to what happens an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> and um, all right. Signings off the ruck. Okay. One off new right. stories. And we're going to kick off with a big one that Jared said has dropped. And I've yet to hear of this because it literally dropped, what, 10 minutes ago? Right. According to Channel 7, and oh. this could potentially be the signing that makes this club, I could not believe it come out of the blue completely. <gasps> but Corey Allen. Oh, manly. The Bulldogs. Oh. How really? good is like how 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 much stronger does that make that bulldog? Wow, how huge is that? When did that that so that? I'm just checking this now. I'm sorry, I'm looking off screen, but yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. No, one. it is so. He'll run on at their fullback. I believe he will easily be their fullback, especially even when Josh Adokar comes. In yeah, I was about to say that one. So you know your backline's got to. Consist of Flanagan, Burton, Nick Kotrick, Josh Adokar, um, and Corey Allen. Wow, that's massive! And then you add, you know, the, the not not Dallin Dallin Lesniak into that. Um, you know, Will Hopawade into that. That's a pretty bloody good. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you saw Bulldogs backline going into twenty twenty one. Like, oh. You know, it's missing something. I reckon this is their best signing, including Kotrick and Josh Adekar. Yeah, it's that's... that big. And, and, and those who didn't get to watch Corey Allen much or didn't know much about him, you saw enough in the origin. Um, and, we, and we broke it down in the second and third game specifically, his support play in broken play and also offset pieces. Uh, he's very rarely out of position. He's still working on his defensive game, but that's that's understandable considering he's been in and out of first grade, playing centre, wing and fullback. Um, that's a huge pickup by the Bulldogs if that proves to be true. I haven't seen anything yet. I've been refreshing the feed. But uh, is that starting this year or next year? This year. Wow. Yeah, according to Channel 7. Who were... Ty- who were um... Why would oh a Rabbitohs line up to sign someone then maybe? Well, he wouldn't have been on no, that much cash. Um, no, not no, not really because when you think about it, they have a lot of outside backs. So yeah, they've lost but... Josh Roberts. They've lost Corey Allen, but you know they've got Latrell Mitchell, fullback, Gang Gay Guy, center, who? fullback, center, no, Latrell Mitchell, Gang Gay Guy, Braden Burns. So um, winger, Campbell Graham center, or Campbell, Campbell Graham. Graham yeah, Campbell Graham. Um, Tadai Moga. Tadai Moga. Now they've got a few young players as well. Well, that means Campbell Graham's going to have to play wing, isn't he? If you got Moga and or oh, Braden Burns, oh, look, I, or Alex Johnson, yeah. they held on to him, didn't yeah. they? Alex Johnson as well. So they had a lot of outside backs. And I actually said this, uh, I think, about a month ago. If anyone's looking for outside backs, they should really start calling them South Sydney because they have about oh, 9, 10, 11 first-grade outside backs, like quality players. All right. And- I'll, I'll run through their back line. Um, 
you're going to say um, yay or nay. So yay, um, you would keep the Rabbitohs player over Corey Allen. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Alex Johnson. Uh, I'd keep Corey Allen. Nay. So you'd say nay. Uh, yeah. Braden Burns. Nay. Tata Moga. Keep Corey Allen. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the same. Same, same, same. Corey Allen over all three of them. Um, Campbell Graham. I would keep Campbell Graham. So, yay. Latrell Mitchell. I don't know. Dane Gay Guy. No. I'd keep Corey Allen at this point. Over Gay Guy. At NRO level, yeah. So even so, say you keep, so you pick Campbell Graham over him. You keep you pick Latrell Mitchell. We'll say over him or equal yeah. with him. He's yeah. your third. He's the third player you'd pick in the back line. Hundred percent. And what the back heck, five. that's what I was so confused about. Like he's yeah. easily in their best back five. That's an interesting and, and going and to one of their biggest rivals. That's and, and what's weirder about it is, um, Bennett took him from the Broncos down to South Sydney with him. Yeah. So he was one of the first signings that Bennett chose. Um, and everyone sat there and goes, good on Bennett, idiot Seabold for letting him go. Because Corey Allen in that back line for the Broncos last year would have done a hell of a lot of good for them. Mm. So, yeah, Bulldogs, that's your key signing of the year, I reckon. Um, absolutely Very cool. massive. All right. Yeah. Let's have a look what else is going on. So we got West Tigers and the Cowboys have traded a pair of big-bodied youngsters. So another trade, cool. Kiwi, oh jeez, Kiwi Ford took a Mia Simpkins. Is moving from West Tigers to um, moving. Sorry, is moving to West Tigers, and Kane Bradley is joining North Queensland. Um, Simpkins has signed a three-year Tigers deal until the end of 2023 after being released, and. Bradley has signed a two-year contract with the Cowboys to add to their outside backs. Um, so a couple of names to keep an eye on. So we know that there's gaps in the North Queensland back line and the West Tigers have been one of the best breeding grounds for young forwards the last couple of seasons. So who knows, that could work out for both clubs. We mentioned Elijah Taylor's off to the Super League. So in a previous episode. So on the signings front, it's been pretty quiet, as has Rugby League over the past uh, week. Uh, that's huge news though, dropping Corey Allen on the way to the Bulldogs uh, for the 2021 season as per Channel 7. So we're just trying to source a couple of extra um, sources for that before the show finishes if uh, one comes up. On signings, and I guess we'll stay there for now, Titans have joined the race for Xavier Coates. So already having taken David Fafida off the Broncos books. Um, imagine if the Broncos lost Xavier Coates to the Titans as well. Uh, that could be, it could really spice up the rivalry down there. When you add out okay. uh, Arrow, David Fafida, Xavier Coates. These aren't just like also runs at the Broncos anymore. These are key players for that team. Yeah. I would be, they got to keep Xavier Coates. Oh yeah, that that that's that's the only thing you can say about it. They need to keep him with his potential. Broncos need to make that a priority. 
Well, the Broncos supposedly have. They have already upgraded his contract or offered him an upgraded contract. However, it's unclear how many years the offer is entailed and he has yet to put pen to paper on that deal. Yeah, so it just depends on... I think it'll depend on what Kevin Walters brings. Like, if yes. it's the same shit as last year, um, that's all... That, it, it, he's gone. That's all he can... Like, that's all you can say. He's gone if it's the same shit as last year. That's what I believe. What supposedly um, it says Coates like he's been out of field office since the first of November. So if it's it's already two months past that date and uh nothing there, but suppose he's only just returned to preseason training as being part of the Origin squad. And he's keen to see what preseasons like are under Kevin Walters before he makes a call. Yeah. Just adding a touch more pressure maybe to Walters and his preparations? Oh, his pressure this year is monstrous. He's got he's the most under pressure coach in the NRL. Oh yeah. This year. Just be, oh mate. Just because of the talk that's been made by him and made by others on his behalf. Yes. Like every Bronco supporter I've talked to about this has gone, Oh, we're going back to the old days because it's Kevin Walters. If he doesn't do well, Broncos fans in the last year, 18 months, have proven that if you don't well, do well at the Broncos, you're the most hated person at Red Hill. That, that's, that's fucking... Especially if you're the victim of an overseas online syndicate. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Really Which, you know, really the more technology moves forward, the better chance of that happening. We know how good Kevy is with technology, so he'll be fine. Uh, Xavier uh, Coates, just to finish off that story, has not made any approach to Gold Coast and they've not made any approach to him so the two sides haven't talked to each other uh the main news there is Gold Coast have expressed interest in the player he um, surely hasn't talked to him anyone yes we'll put that in quotation so already some big signings news perhaps some other signings news on the way um another bit guess biggest piece of one-off news uh in the NRL is that we're going to go on to Something that's pierced your heart as a night supporter? Really. Not really. Oh, you don't want to go on to it? No, no, no. I just don't think it's... It, it... Look, what's happened is... It's come out in the media that he's been texted this other chick. We're talking about Mitchell Pierce about here, by is... the way, people. Um, the reference was Knights. Uh, yeah. Jared's a night supporter. Just to clear that up. Yeah. Um, the reality of it is it's not the full story because none of this kind of stuff ever comes out the full story, ever. Nope. So, so we'll, I think we talked about it last episode. Quick recap. He's been texting some chick 10 days before the wedding when he's been called off. But the chick's boyfriend is quite close with a lot of other Newcastle fans, uh, players, sorry. So it's come to a head and... Yeah, rumours running around that Mitchell Pearce is going to be tripped to his captaincy, won't get re-signed. There was a rumour at one point that Newcastle are going to sign Gareth Widdop and get rid of Mitchell Pearce, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know the full story behind this one if he was pushed, but he has officially come out and stepped back from the captaincy. He's not captain of Newcastle anymore. Um just what the just what a rebuilding club needs under a second season head coach yeah, with big signings it, it, coming look, in. I, I think we need Mitchell Pierce. Yes, you need leadership. We really do. Yeah, we really do. Um, 
And let's face it, look, he texted another chick. Um, I guarantee you, in a lot of NRL clubs, a lot more worse shit's happening. Oh, yeah. This one 100%. just came out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know what was involved in these text messages, as I said. So it is what it is. Um, it's not the worst thing a player could do. Like, he's, he's not, you know, beating up his missus. He's not doing drugs. He's not, you know, going out into town and breaking shit or harassing people, which is, you know, that's a timeline last five years in NRL. Yeah. This is low level, as far as I'm concerned. Like I said, I don't know what's going on with text messages. So I guess the next decision there is because they've nipped it in the bud relatively quickly um, and he, he stood down as captain, he's still going to be a leader on the field. Who, who's the replacement uh, captain the for Newcastle? Well, okay. Are you putting your money on? I don't know. I don't know because last, actually, start of last year, I actually said that it, when Pierce retires, I'm imagining hopefully in the next year or the year after. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, I was hoping, was really going to come out of his shell this year. I actually think this is his worst year he's ever played. Um, obviously, David Clemmer's there. Obviously, there are a few people throwing up Barnett. I don't agree with that. So, another smoky could be Jaden Braley. Depends what he's like at training. I he's been there, what, one season? Yeah, and he only played two games. Yeah, two preseasons. Um, and he's still young. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't see anyone else. Like, Safidi is not ready. Clemmer only played. He does play 60 minutes. Um, Tyson Frizzell. I think, no, he hasn't even been there one. He's been there one day. Yep. Um, I think I think the best option could have been for Newcastle if Newcastle, if Mitchell Pierce stood back, but him and Clemmer were co-captains. Kurt Mann. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's the best option, be co-captains. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, Adam O'Brien's going to come up with an idea. Whoever it is is going to play in a starting squad, well, every week. He thinks he's a starter. Yeah. Yeah, but other than our Ford pack, which I think is too young or too, haven't been there long enough, our back line, which is... Blake Green. What ACL man? <laughs> Look, our, our backline's not even set. The only mainstays are Pierce and Pogger in our backline. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so other, unless it's Ponga, could you? Could you? Yeah, I was about to say. Could you say why neither of us had mentioned Ponga? I think he he wanted to nice way of putting it would be too much pressure on him. Yeah, because he's got enough to deal with. Yeah. Exactly. The other side of things is... Here it comes. For me, it looks like, please stay. Here's the captaincy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know if he's going to be there past this contract because of the Rugby yeah. World Cup. So you're like... So, yeah, that's why I did. So it has to be someone in the Ford pack. Other, the only three I can think of, because I don't think Safidi's ready as a yeah. leader yet. He's just come yeah. into his prime as a front row. Clemmer, Fitzgibbon, or Barnett. That's the only three I can think of. So at least, like, it was a low move by Pierce. At least it wasn't a dog move. <laughs> All right. Do you, know what, do you know what I hate about NRL players, though? Is that's they what give me they too went much ammo. for. Yeah, that, that's what they went for straight away. And you're like, you look at 
Joel Monaghan. He done way worse. Yeah, he was so much worse. So onto a good story, or people <laughs> making the best of a bad situation. Uh, we mentioned a few pods ago how the Warriors were trained in two different camps, one in Tamworth, one in New Zealand. And at the end of each training session, they were getting together, the coaches, and comparing stats and intensities and all this sort of stuff at training to see which squad was training harder. Uh, they've reunited now at Tamworth. They've got pretty much a month worth of training as a squad leading into their trial game. And Gus Gould is there as what, what's he been hired as a um, consult? Sorry, consultancy role with the Warriors. His first one since leaving Penrith in 2019. Um, just randomly, 2019 seems ages ago. Hmm. Literally, literally just over a year. So, what are your expectations on the Warriors this year? Like, we're going to do a, a detailed analysis of teams closer to the closer to the season but the Warriors haven't gone through everything they have last year this time while the similarities they're away from home there's differences this time families are with them they're all together it's a whole month leading into the season rather than being changed after two weeks what do you reckon I don't think they have any excuses no this year. no but I'm, really I'm not looking don't. at excuses what what are you no. expecting from no. them? that's my point if they're top eight top six for the team they have yeah that's a failure because you said all those things but look they keep changing coaches so they've got nathan brown now yeah they you know last year obviously was a write-off for them but bottom line in a real performer go and they did not perform last year um that's not an excuse uh no sorry it is the excuse what happened to them last year, but history books won't show that. It no. really won't. Um, this year, they're, they're set, well set up for it. And I think it comes down to how they play. So Warriors have had a mentality of give the ball to Roger Tuivasa check and let's hope he does something. It's the same as Payne Haas at the Broncos. He's their pack horse. Yeah. He does all their shit runs. He does everything for them. And then when they get in range, they expect him to, you know, break four tackles and score under the post. If they utilize Robert Roger Tuivasa-Shek better, one, he'll get bit. Well, he probably win his second Dally M. Two, they'll come close to one game in the grand final at least. Wow, because that's he, a big call. That's well, a hot he, take. He, well, he's just as good as Tedesco, if not he better. He is, but he also yeah. doesn't have a half and a five-eight. That's right. So it just or depends a on. Well, he's got Egan. All right. Yeah, that's all because Carl Lawton went down. So yeah. it's all on him. Look, they've got the Ford pack and they've got a few. I, I, I really rate, a lot of people don't, but I rate you and Aiken. I reckon he can be a very solid player on his day. Solid's a good um, word. Yeah. Like, he's, he's nothing over Ribbler, but he, he's good. He, I like him. I, th- so I, think... I, I, I really like their signings. Like Ben Murdoch Masilla and. Adam Fanua Blake in the same team is just mouthwatering. Yeah, I love it. But I just I just think that they need to utilize him better. And it really annoys them, me about the Warriors and Broncos that they don't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little more lenient on them. I'm not going to say one game away from the grand final, top six is a failure. 
Um, do they have a squad? Hell yes, they do. It, it, it's a really good looking squad. Has this squad ever played together? No. There's going to be, in their starting 13, you could say seven to eight players who haven't worn a Warriors jersey, depending on how training goes down. And then I'm less, oh, not less interested, but I'm more interested in looking at what Nathan Brown does to the players who are already there, who are already at the Warriors. I want to see how many of those hard carries Mamalo and Fusatua are going to take out of the backfield to lighten the workload on Fusatua. And we hopefully know, Nathan Brown does not put Fusatua in the sentence. No, I, I wouldn't see him doing that. Um, we know Aitken's going to get back and do those runs. I'll be interested to see what he does with Aitken's defense um, because that was one of the wraps on him earlier in his career, but he got found out quite quite a fair bit last year with regards to his defensive positioning, but that could also be attributed to teammates around him at the Dragons. Um I'm still going to pencil them into an, a top eight. I think I will have them in my top eight for, for my start of season predictions. The one thing I think is working most in their favour, now that they're all here, it reminds me a little bit of the Melbourne Storm's preparation of the grand final last year where they were on the Sunshine Coast, kind of away from the spotlight of Sydney uh, and Melbourne. Tamworth isn't the city it, it, it's out and then they're going to be moving to Gosford and playing out of there. It, they're just out of the way, which I think is going to work to their advantage. And it's not a new thing anymore. Last year we were talking about them each week as much as we were talking about the Broncos this year. I don't think we will because they've had that experience and I think they're going to just be allowed to go around their things, uh, go about and do their things. The one thing I hate about it, is their first home game in over a year and a half is against Manly. I just knew it was going to happen like that. So round five, their first home game in however long is going to be a bit against Manly in New Zealand with most likely a packed stadium. Oh, Not looking fucked. forward to that as a Manly supporter. Adam but... Fanua Blakes is going to rip you apart. Oh, I just... Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one whatsoever. Um, before we get on to injuries and stuff that have popped up, I just want to mention Rob Burrow over in the Super League uh, over New Year's was awarded with an MBE. Uh, if you don't know Rob Burrow, he was a halfback slash hooker for Leeds Rhinos and England. He played his whole career with Leeds. He was diagnosed with motor neuron disease uh, a few years ago now, and they did a documentary showcasing his the change and who he was as a person, how much it affected him over a period of time. Um, and him himself and his wife and his family gave a huge insight into what it's like living with motor neuron disease um, to the point where when the documentary was released on free to air in the UK, that over 3 million people tune in. And he's been awarded an MBE for his uh, work with rugby league and resilience uh within the sport of rugby league and then his working communities with regards to um, work with motor neuron disease and what's the word I'm looking for here? Getting, getting, getting the spotlight on it basically uh, with regards to research. So congratulations to Rob Burrow. He, he hasn't shied away from the public. He's not looking real good. He wasn't a big fella when he played 66 kilos, 165 centimeters, probably the only professional rugby league player in history smaller than me um so just just a shout out to rob burrow and um keep fighting the good fight little fella uh i, I he's one of the the few english players i remember watching 
when they came out and toured or we went over there. I always just used to remember, I wonder if the little fella's playing because I couldn't, I could never remember his name. And uh, I was pretty excited to see him as a small fella myself. So keep fighting the good fight. And while yeah, we're over the in the Eng- suit, I'm oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, the English version of Alan Langer. That's what they used to actually say. Yes. Um, yeah. And while we're over in the Super League, as of, well, tomorrow for them, I think, um, as of 6th of January, the UK is in a third national lockdown. So the Super League is on hold. We're looking for news out of there because it hasn't been a big week in the NRL over here, but they're on hold again. So, yeah, not much to say over there in the Super League. Uh, casualties. Casualties. Gee, that sounded horrible. Uh, injuries. Titans fullback AJ Brimson hopes to return from a foot injury in the trial against the Warriors in February, um, but he's definitely on track for a round one start regardless. So, AJ Brimson will be the Titans fullback in round one, whether he does or does not play the trial, unless of course he plays the trial and gets hurt. Um, which is which is good news for the Titans because they only had him for what a third of the season last year, and that's when they look their best by a long shot. Yeah. Ash Taylor's likely to return round one from hip and wrist surgery. Uh, Vic Radley, Sam Verrills from the Roosters are tracking well, and we've covered everybody else um that's right we did the whole manly mash squad we won't go through (laughs) that anything else from you before i throw this random story at you i'm gonna throw something at you on the spotty nah i'm all good what do you got for me all right opinion piece um there's a for and against opinion piece up on nrl.com with regards to whether the panthers will go one better in 2021 can oh. you give me a for argument and an against argument? How about I'm going to give Jared? Against. I'm going to give Jared a couple of minutes to think, no, and we'll no. be right back after this message from Manscaped. We use the word balls a lot on our show. When's the last time you took care of yours? Support for Six Again is brought to you by Manscaped, the world's best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Don't know about you guys, but Shaving your balls isn't something that's on my to-do list on a weekly basis. Main reason? It's risky. Cuts and nicks are not something that you want going on in an area that's as sensitive as, let's say, your balls. Luckily, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 to be exact. Now, Jared and I received ours in the mail last week as a gift from Manscaped. We got the perfect package and it is premium. And I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. It's waterproof so you can groom in the shower. There's even an LED light on the trimmer to help in those, let's call them shadowy areas. So if during quarantine or lockdown, your bush has gotten out of control and you're ready to trim that junk of yours, head to manscaped.com and use the code AGAIN, A-G-A-I-N, to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Trust me, your balls will thank you. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code again at manscaped.com. All right, we're back. Jared, take it away. Give me a four and an against with regards to Penrith winning or not winning the grand final in 2020. Basically, I don't believe they can, but this is how they can. You're horrible at four and against. (laughs) I don't think so. Four, they definitely they only, can, is what Jared's saying. They can definitely win the grand no, final because 
they cannot. But the only way they can win the grand final next year is if no NRL team watches their game game tapes and every NRL team uh, forgets how good Kikau and Crichton and the fact they own the attack left is. Against wow. is... What, what an argument there for. <laughs> hope every other NRL team has fired their analytics department and are forgetful. <laughs> Against is 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 if everyone if everyone does that and remembers how bad their right hand side is because their right hand side's a bit dodgy. <laughs> um, so I think they're going to be very found out next year in their attack. Um, look, if 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 Luai and Cleary play as well as they play they, the quality they did in the last year, they have a chance. But I just think that players are going to rush kick out. Players are going to rush Crichton. And it's just going to be how they deal. How they deal with that's going to be how Pembroke go. Um, I got... <laughs> so, my little... Stephen, my little brother, he actually... Congratulations to Stephen. He actually got a good job in Canberra and he moved down there today. Last night, we went over to my parents' place for a dinner and I brought it to Beetle, Stephen Beetle, that he got really mad at me that I have a theory about Nathan Cleary. He fought, So far in his career, he has folded in big games. He has only played... He's played seven Origin games. He's only ever played one good one. We he was pretty good that. in games two and three. No, he wasn't good in game two, three. He was missing. He was, good. he was fantastic in game two this year. Grand final, he got beaten by a guy in a grand final as because he was the reigning Dalian halfback of the year two weeks earlier. He got beaten by the opposing halfback who was a starting fullback 18 months earlier. And they're the same age too. Roundabout. Roundabout same age. So in the big game, like in games... Where yes, they won seventeen in a row, but when it mattered, he failed to deliver. All right, so your for and against argument, let's say, was ten percent for, ninety percent, ninety percent against. I think it's five percent for, ninety-five percent. Your argument was like watching a rock tread water. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I just don't think they'll be able to do it again. I think they're going to be strong. I just don't think they'll be able to do that over 26 weeks, 24 weeks. Okay. So the point of a for and against is to show that you got to come up and justify a way that they'll win. Um, Penrith gets definitely... going to win if everyone forgets and doesn't watch video. That's oh. all. That's, that's how they're going to win. <laughs> Penrith is definitely going to win the grand final um, in 2021 because they have. The youngest, most talented backline in the comp. You have players like Charlie Staines, Brian Tuo at ages 22 and 20. Um, you've got Nathan Cleary who's going to learn from his um, failures in big games so far. Jerome Luai is going to take another step forward um, after looking at and seeing what he can do. Uh, if they get a solid injury-free season out of Dylan Edwards and Viliami Kikau, we know what they can be like. And... There's very few teams are going to be able to keep up with their high energy play throughout a whole season. Hence why they went on 17 straight. That's why they're going to win. The downside or the against is why they're not going to win 
all that stuff I just said is lacking one key trait, uh, which is leadership and consistency. And the two players who probably had the most of that at Penrith uh, were James Tarmow and who's the other one that I'm Zane, missing? Zane Tedavano. Zane Tedavano. So you're losing the two guys with the most grand final experience, consistency, and who's going to step in and fill that void? It's such a cliche thing to say that um, this guy's great in the dressing room or he's great to have around the boys or he's great in the clubhouse generally not always but generally those players are nothing more than your run-of-the-mill nrl players james tamo is not going to go down as an elite front rower or a hall of famer but the impact he may have had on the other players around him who could go on to be an elite player um could be profound and something that we never know about so I think that leadership void is what's going to play against them. In saying that, they do have the talent to do it. There's my for and against. Jared just doesn't like him. He probably goes for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all we got for you guys for a, for a first episode of the season. There wasn't a lot going on this week. Uh, we are working on a new format. What we will be doing, we've probably got another couple of weeks of single shows and then we're going to be starting to get into our predictions. We're going to break down every club, their signings, their departures, uh, coaching. We're going to get their predicted round one team lists. We're going into round one analysis. All that sort of stuff is to come. Um, want to do a big thank you again to manscaped.com for sponsoring this episode. Um, jump on the link in our bio. It'll be up on all social media platforms. We're also now on Podchaser. And if you could jump on and rate and review us on any podcasting platform that you guys listen on, that would be doing us a huge solid. Anything else from you, Jared? Nah, I'm good. I've already spewed enough shit tonight. Excellent. And with that, yeah. we're going to wrap up this episode of Six Again, our first one of season two. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We're continuing to grow and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.